0: Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. Last week, I had a special guest, and he's back again in studio this week, Dr. Vic Alinen. Vic is the uh, teacher and coach and mentor for Faithful Men Breakfast Club that meets every first and third Saturday in Mukilteo. Dr. Vic, welcome back to Heart of the City.
1: It's always fun to be with you, Chuck. Uh,
0: It is good, and and, uh, as I mentioned last week, a lot of times this program is really centered around testimony and people telling their personal story, but Really, we're kind of telling our stories, aren't we? Because we're sharing the word and how it applies to our heart. And so this is more of a teaching time for us today because, Victor, I've, I've heard you share this concept, and that is, what's your story, and are you stuck in your story? Talk to us about that a little bit. See,
1: I really believe that uh, many people are stuck. Last week, we talked about um, we've been impregnated with a promise, but it hasn't been birthed. And the reason— there are mountains that have caused us to get stuck in the truth, the, 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 the story that God wants to write in us and through us. The definition, Chuck, of a story is defined as an account of events, past, present, and future, in someone's life that is evolving into something or someone. And I think, gosh, every single day events happen uh, that that take place in our life that cause a reaction or a response that either add to us or take away from that storyline. And and that's a a sad thing. And that's why a few months ago, we talked about Proverbs 4, 23. And uh, it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. And those issues literally mean important topics or problems that seem to Burst up in our life, and I said, I says, uh, let me tell you what issues really are. They're habits in our life, habits that either can be a good thing or a bad thing. They either add to our life or they take away from us. Habits, addictions, compulsions—those are the issues that God says to us: you've got to guard your heart from those habits that want to dominate you and. Stay you in a story in one place
0: where you can't move forward, you can't move back, you're stuck. And that happens not just with unbelievers, That's it right. happens with people who have accepted Jesus into their heart as their personal Savior, and so they have salvation, but yet there are, as you say, habits, if you want to call them sin, if you want to call them issues of unbelief that continue to reoccur in their life over and over and over again. Buddy,
1: if that's not true, I don't know what is in our life. You know, and it's, it happens from a three-step process that uh, that sticks us, that uh, comes to a place where it creates a bondage in our life. And, and Hebrews 12, it speaks about, uh, in verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great group of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And that's important. Lay aside every weight uh, and every sin that clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You see, we've got a story and it's found in the race. It's been set already, but we're stuck in trying to figure out where it goes from here. Here's the key. Looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of God on the throne. What a great scripture.
0: So the question then is, how do bad habits get a foothold in our lives? What, what actually, this scripture is saying, how does that, what happens?
1: Okay, That is, a, thank you. What a great segue. That three-step process that has weighted us down is this first secret imaginations oh my gosh in the ministry as a psychologist pastor psychologist i counseled hundreds of men that had secret imaginations in their life and came to a place where they found themselves stuck they couldn't move they couldn't move forward they couldn't move backwards and 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 i i started to share with them that those things that those thoughts that are in darkness, that we ponder and entertain really are secret, meaning this. Things in our life are not meant to be known or seen by others. Many guys that live in the dark, that are stuck in their story, have secrets. Amen?
0: Yep, I yep. know
1: hundreds of men that said, no one knows about that. I said, Jesus does, mm-hmm. and he wants to set you free. Yeah. You've got to stop. Thinking that no one knows your story, God does. He's writing it.
0: Mm-hmm. And they, and and people because of that shame that takes place, that secret imagination that keeps coming back around and around in their life again. Yes. And it it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, it, we call it an addiction, and when we think of addiction, it might be you know whether it's pornography or whether it's alcohol or drugs or yep. those kinds of things. It can be a, a sin of, of gossip, of, mm-hmm. of uh, bad eating. It can mm-hmm. be uh, bad thinking, yes. the way we think and perceive others. Yes. It can be so many things, can it? Yeah.
1: See, and that's what imaginations are. They're actions that are formed in our life by new ideas, new images, new concepts that, that, uh, that lead us into dark places. And that's it. We start to think we start to think that all of a sudden, this is a secret no one knows about, but all, the imagination is, now I'm thinking worse things, because it's always a downhill cycle, and secret imaginations always, always lead us to sin. As a man thinketh, so goes he. It is Sin is usually the shoe leather of secret imaginations in our life.
0: Well, James talks about that, doesn't it? He sure does. It talks about how the, the progression of sin in our lives, that, that it, it begins to take us down.
1: Mm. That's why in 2 Corinthians 10.5, the, the King James Version says, cast down imaginations because they're secret. You don't want them to be known. God says, get serious. If you're stuck, get serious and cast those imaginations down that are concepts, ideas that you're milking for selfish reasons, mm-hmm. and that is, that's what sin is. Secret imaginations opens up the door to sin in our life, where those secret images, concepts, are put into shoe leather.
0: So it becomes, you know, the, the concept is it's the imagination, then it starts to become action yes. in our lives.
1: yes. Right. imagination turns into reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And so
0: that's the second step of, of that progression that takes place. What's the third step then? The
1: third step is when, when we're snared by our sin, we find ourselves, because it, it opens up a door to shame. And this is an issue that many men, they don't even know what it means with shame in their life. It, it's those uncontrolled habits that those secret imaginations started— true leather sin created, now they're caught, and they lose respect for themselves, humiliation in their lives, and they're thinking, they hear this lie, you're never going to change. It's who you are now. And that is such a lie from the devil that, yay, shame happens. It is the third part of this spiraling downhill thing. And it's interesting because what it does, and this is this is the the killer, it sears our conscience. When the evil one says, you're never going to change, this is your lot in life, this is what you got, this is your secret imagination has just bit you, shame establishes itself, and it comes after our conscience. And uh, listen, seared means and I this is how I like my steaks. <laughs> I, right, right. Just seared. Just we're seared. Tss, yeah. And flip it. Right. And that's what happens when we're shamed, when we allow shame to come into our life. We get seared. And the good stuff is inside, but it cannot get out unless it gets cut. Hmm.
0: hmm. Well, and that is a, an incredible imagery, isn't it as far as what happens and then once shame begins to rule in our lives, mm. Then we're off balance. We're always off balance. There's it, unbelief. Then we don't believe that God is going to do anything in our story.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. You, it's like we get branded. You know, I pastored for five years in Montana, and I watched those cowboys brand those calves, and and that brand is uh, it sears into the flesh. I mean, you could actually hear it sizzle right. as that cowboy puts that brand. And you see, what happens when we allow shame to sear our conscience, we get branded by a brand that we don't want to be branded with hmm. because it is an ollie ollie income free to all the demon of power that wants to come after us because they know this is a weak area. You're ashamed. You, you're not dealing with this issue because you're thinking, I, I, I'll never change. It's my lot. I'm stuck, which is a lie. And God says, listen, don't buy into that. You might be branded. You did it, but you're not it.
0: So how do we get out of this vicious cycle, Victor? How do you get unstuck? <laughs> how do you get unstuck in your story? Because I'm telling you, there are people listening to this conversation right now that are stuck in their story. Yeah, And in fact, all of us have gotten stuck in our story in some ways. Yes, but but the lord i mean he's a deliverer he delivers us from our sin and shame right i am so glad for that amen so how does he do that what do, what do we do what do we do to begin to appropriate what god wants to do in our lives mm. but we're not letting him do it because of our sin and shame yeah
1: we have got to build an altar you see the altar in our church has got to come back alive you know we sign says okay if 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 you have a prayer request sign the card and put it in the box or or you know if you're a guest yeah I get the guest but listen if there's needs in people's lives the altar it used to be we've got to bring it back where the altar is built again in the church and in people's lives it's like elisha elijah when when he dealt with in first uh, kings uh, 18 He had to rebuild the altar before he defeated the Baal worshiper or the Baal guys and uh, the Asherah uh, prostitutes. He had to rebuild, and for many of us, the altar has once was there, but it's fallen apart because we haven't used it. And God says, "Listen, there's three stones that need to be replaced uh, in this altar of yours to unstick." your story. This is the key. The first stone that needs to be placed on your altar is a place of confession where repentance occurs. Confession leads into repentance. And it's so important. Men find it very difficult to confess their sin, to confess their faults. That's part of the reason why the altar is not being used. Guys don't have enough courage to step up, walk down, and kneel before the presence of God. Confession brings us to a place of repentance. Confess your faults one to another, and God is faithful. But what do we do? Joel 2, 13 says, he says, rend your hearts and not your garments. We like tear the garment. But don't rend the heart. But don't rend the heart. Wow. And you know what rend literally means? It means to violently tear apart what? The calloused, the calloused, the seared part, the brand that's on your heart that you've been stuck with for Mm. years. Mm. Rend, tear apart aggressively. That's the first thing. The second stone, it's a place of surrender where restoration occurs. Man, I tell you what. I'm so excited. I had a young man come to uh, our Faithful Men breakfast, and uh, and he has been at odds with his dad. And uh, he texts me and says, "Pastor, you won't believe that was amazing. That was amazing what you said. That uh, that was the challenge for me to get unstuck as I surrendered my life. As I said, Jesus, I give up. Do I even have a right to be bitter?" Or should I be getting better by releasing forgiveness? I said, buddy, you've got it. Surrender. A man that humbles himself before the king of kings can move in restitution and restoration. How many people do you know are struggling with bitterness with family and friends Mm -hmm. because they can't release forgiveness?
0: Yeah. It's true. Mm -hmm. So there's there's three stones to this altar. The first stone is confession.
1: Confession where repentance occurs. The second
0: stone is surrender.
1: Where restoration happens. And that's where Second Chronicles seven, fourteen, it says, if my people (laughs) see this is a great word. If my people, the whole text, verse fourteen, is all these blessings are gonna come. This restoration is gonna come. If surrender is a choice, and men have got to make the choice of humble yourself, humble yourself, deny yourself, pick up a cross, and then follow me, and I'll release your story.
0: You know, Victor, as I'm listening to you today, um, I think sometimes people pray, God, will you do this in my life? And the things that you're talking about to us today are things that we have to uh, we have to do in our lives towards God, right? Come on. I mean, God wants to do it. Yep. But but confession is something that you do. Yes. Surrender is something that you have to do. It's <laughs> God's not going to magically make you surrender. He's given us a, wi- a free will to do whatever we want to do. Yeah. So those are things that we do. Yes. In building that altar back to the Lord.
1: Amen. That is so important that men understand this. You want a great family? Walk in confession. Walk in surrender. That's how it gets done. And you'll teach your son that Malachi 4 scripture. The end, right at the end, the end days, God is going to restore the hearts of fathers to their sons and their sons back to their fathers. That comes from a man who says, wait a minute. If my people will humble themselves and pray, that's my responsibility. And you do that, you'll win back family, friends outlaws, in-laws, you'll yeah. win them all back.
0: You know, some men, some, most of us men, we, we don't think very much. Sometimes we just need to be told what to do. And I think what we're doing right now, Victor, is we're telling men, this is what you got to do. Come on. The, you, here it is. Yep. You've been asking, now we're telling you. This Maybe. is what you got to do. <laughs> you got to confess, you got to surrender, and then what do you got to do?
1: The last stone that creates an altar that is usable that is for you, unique to you, is a stone that's healing where renewal establishes itself. And I love this. We need to get healed. Hmm. And, uh, and confession and, and surrender brings that healing, but renewal, listen, here's what the word literally means, replacing or repairing something that's worn out, run down, or broken down. Buddy, if that's not many of us, that's the mess we find ourselves in. We're broken, we're broken down, we've been run over, and we're worn out of hoping and wishing for our healing, that our story would be released again, that something great and significant would happen. Well, it has to do with you coming to a place where renewing your heart and your soul. Bring it to a place where you recognize Hey, I'm worn out there. I've I've walked in such self strength that there's there's a rutted lifestyle happening right now.
0: Well, that's true. Can, can I can I take a couple minutes to tell a story? Yeah, absolutely. Is that all right? We We've got a couple minutes here. This was when I was painting houses, and uh, back in the the '90s, and I was uh, working for a contractor, and one of the things that he did uh for this particular house is he they had us grind the paint off of the entire house with these grinding sanders these disc sanders yep all right so this was in the in the month of June when we were doing this okay and so we we ground all the paint off with a disc sander it so happened that the side of the house that we were doing now we're talking June the the third week of June June 21st the sun as it's coming around at its farthest point in the north right in the morning yep. came and and shone down the side of that house and saw you you saw all the grinding <laughs> marks that took was dug into that wood yeah. right yep and it only lasted for about forty-five minutes. When the sun kind of peeked around the side of the house, and then the sun would reposition itself, and it was in the shadows again. Mm. And I use that analogy that there are times in our lives that, and, and at certain seasons and certain periods of our lives, yep. that the the marks and the, if you will, the brands that you were talking about, yep. the grind marks, yep. are revealed to us. And then somehow it goes back into the shadows, and we think they're gone. Yes. Then all of a sudden the light comes back in the next season, mm-hmm. and we see all that again, and it's like, well, you know, those grinding marks had never been taken care of. They'd just been hidden back in the shadows again. Oh, buddy. And so the Lord wants us—he wants to sand all those marks out. He, he sure wants does. to deliver us from the from the scars that have been implanted on our lives. And he wants to do that permanently. Yes. He doesn't want to just hide its back in the shadows again. Amen. He wants to bring that out, reveal it in the light, confession. Yes. He wants us to surrender to the sanding that has to take place. Yes. And then as we are building our altars and we're confessing, then he's giving us a new finish, yes. if you will, in our he's lives. He's healing a new st- us. He's healing Amen. us. Amen.
1: Yes. Sorry, Victor, no, I had to preach that, a little bit too that there. That can preach, my It can friend. preach, it there can. you go. It and comes. you know, it's interesting that that what happens, what sticks us in our story is pride. Pride holds us back from really entering, according to what Psalms 100 verse 4 says, entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's real healing. When we can come to a place where we have confessed, where we have surrendered, And we have received that healing where we can come with our hearts raised, our hands raised, our voices raised, that, God, you are good. We come into your gates with thanksgiving, and we are courts with praise. You inhabit the praises of men that have rebuilt their altars. That's what God's
0: heart is for us today. It is. You know, the thing I love about Heart of the City, this program, is, is that I get to hear stories of people who have done some really awful things. Yeah. People of drug addicts, people that have been sex addicts, who've been prostitution, yeah. who've done uh, adultery, who've done all kinds of terrible things. And they sit across from me and they say, This is what I did. Yeah. And oftentimes I can tell when they have an honest heart because they're not glorying in what they did. But they're able to acknowledge and say, this is what I did, and this is what my glorious Jesus has done to save me and to redeem me from that past, and I'm no longer living Mm. in that anymore. Mm. And that's a story that is the story of God's redemption.
1: It sure is.
0: That he wants for all of us. Amen. Not just for people on the radio to tell a story, but that he can glorify himself through our lives. Mm. Well, Victor, we have about 30 seconds left, so encourage us with a final word.
1: Listen, now, it might have to be rebuilt. I want you to be honest, take a clear look, a vision into your life about your altar. It's the key. If you're going to deal with your secret imaginations, your sin, and your shame, Rebuild your altars. Let this year, let this 2020, be a year where rebuilding an altar happens in your life. Miracles will come your way.
0: Well, we've been speaking with uh, Dr. Vic Lenin He is the host and uh, teacher for Faithful Men Breakfast Club. If you want to reach out to Victor, he, he'll he let you call him. So you can yes. call him at 425 308 Eight four four nine. That's 425-308-8449. Victor teaches every first and third Saturday up in Mukilteo. Reach out to him. Share with him. He'll be glad to uh, invite you to our men's meeting every Amen. Saturday. God bless. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on A20 AM The Word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206-269-6216, or go to theWordSeattle.com.